Here's outside the box. No pyramids for me. Today's topic is Ponzi economy. Bet you can't say that five times quickly. Our economy acts like a Ponzi scheme in so many different ways. What's a Ponzi scheme? It's where individual investors put money into an enterprise hoping to get large returns with little or no risk. In classic Ponzi-type pyramid schemes, money from later investors is used to pay earlier investors. Many of the victims get something, but when investors want their original money back, they're out of luck. It's named after Charles Ponzi, who made $15 million in just eight months in the 1920s by bilking investors using postal reply coupons. But there were Ponzi's before Ponzi. For example, Sarah Howe made about half a million dollars in 1880 with what was called a ladies' deposit company, offering 8% a month interest, whoa, until that pyramid scheme was discovered. Most depositors lost everything. More recently, Bernie Madoff, remember Bernie? made off with at least $17.5 to $20 billion, and maybe as much as $65 billion, depending on how the finances were calculated. Bernie made billions, and a few others made some, but mostly the victims lost most of their so-called investment, an obvious Ponzi scheme. Bernie died almost exactly one year ago in federal prison, by the way. Some companies operate legally, but could also be considered a Ponzi or pyramid scheme. Amway, for example, has a pyramid structure, with a few highest ups making a lot of money, but agents recruited through what's termed multi-level marketing, or MLM, make very little. Like other companies, the executives do well, but those doing the real work don't. Some companies pay not only sellers of their products, but also those who recruit new sellers. Mary Kay, Tupperware, Herbalife, and Avon are other corporations using MLM pyramids to sell their products. There are other kinds of Ponzi schemes, less obvious, but where some people benefit with little or no risk, and most others pay for it. Take the stock market, for example. Investors get dividends most of the time. You can lose money on stocks, as some did during the 2008 financial collapse or during the height of the pandemic in 2020, but most believe the stock market just goes up and up. Who pays for those stock dividends? Workers pay, because they could be making more money or get better benefits through corporate profits. And consumers pay, because the products made by the companies paying those stock dividends cost more. Selling stock is one way to finance corporate expansion, but companies can borrow money in other ways, like from financial institutions, or simply save their profits and not expand until they had sufficient savings to pay for the expansion from their own cash on hand. Other institutions have been described as using Ponzi schemes as well. My state taxes are used to pay off loans that state government has taken out 
for road reconstruction, other infrastructure, and higher-speed Internet service. Contractors benefit while taxpayers foot the bill. When the Federal Reserve prints more money and issues those dollars through large banks, the banks benefit while borrowers like you and me pay the bill. U.S. taxpayers fork over an estimated 20 cents out of every tax dollar to pay the interest on the national debt, much of which which goes to China, Japan, and other foreign lenders. A government Ponzi we pay for. And don't forget bitcoins and other virtual currencies, another variation on Ponzi, since the initial currency creators have done well, while later investors in many cases have not. A pay-as-you-go requirement would solve these schemes of raising funds from one group to pay off loans to another group. How about trying that for a change? When, if ever, have you been part of a Ponzi scheme? Have you benefited or lost money? I'm Larry Danzinger, certain that if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is.